0: Sorry, do you have a dog? Yes. She okay. was just So in. it was a <laughs> <laughs> damn frog again. <laughs> Welcome back to Frogs and Dogs. <laughs> this is
1: now a Frog and Dog cast.
0: Welcome back everyone to Adeptus Australis, the Warhammer 40K podcast. Where this week we're talking cute little crooter pups. Meow. New models galore, unless you're in Australia and New Zealand, and finally, you can be yelled at by a teenager while wearing your favourite Warhammer skin.
1: Now, that that sounds worse than it is, or does it?
0: (laughs) We might never know. Oh, we will. (laughs) But first of all, as always, welcome to my co-hosts, James, welcome. Hi. Oliver, hello. Hello. Guys, what have we been doing? The frog is monolithic
1: <laughs> there's a big froggo good luck to me editing the froggo out we're gonna have to, he lives
2: with us now
0: it's all frog all the time, welcome back to Adeptus Frogalis, the frog <laughs> podcast you've met um, a,
2: uh, one of the old ones guys, they're, they're here with us
0: that definitely sounds like a southern green paw uh, I'm gonna go lick it yeah. <laughs> talking of crude pups but guys, as always, what have we been doing this week? Ollie, what have you been doing?
2: This week, I've been finishing off that Votan model that I was painting last time uh, we spoke, and last time we caught up, and um, managed to get some cool object source lighting finished on that. And after wrapping him up, I've primed and got ready the next model on the uh, the old chopping block, which is uh, Shadow Sun,
0: which should be familiar to Fitch. I do believe that's an unofficial commission piece.
1: Oh, I'm definitely not paying him. Yeah. Um, I can pay no, with exposure.
2: No, <laughs> I, I
0: was there for the handover. It was Experience? very. Experience? It was very forced. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I pretended. <laughs> oh, no. I did that to Daniel, where I pretended to trip it and just, put a rhino. No, yes, yeah, a rhino in a chaos his Chaos rhino. <laughs> um,
0: but again, I will actually say that that's probably down to you, Ollie, because at Fitch's wedding, you did say, oh, I was going to do you a shadow, son. Well, now, uh, I actually t-
2: told him I was going to do a Shadow Sun and a Farsight to put on top of the cake. I just wasn't sure if he really liked Tau anymore because he started collecting Thousand Suns. I was like, damn it.
0: No one, the boat. no one thought about whether Charlotte would have approved of any Warhammer on She'd love the, it. The she loves
2: me
1: for who I am. She knows exactly okay. what she got into. And with the Tau and Thousand Suns, maybe a future marriage there, and I'll call them the tau and sons
0: Okay. I'm, I'm and it's going to be it.
1: that hard to say every time. Talven the
0: thousand. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Ollie, I've seen it on your Instagram. So quickly give our scores of listeners your IG handle so they can go find that.
2: That is the underscore eight. So T-H-E underscore A-E-T-T and extra points. Um, if you send me a DM and you can tell me, what
0: that is just leave it out and send me a dm hey fitch what have you been doing
1: just quickly if they go to your instagram and just read your handle i think they'll be able to <laughs> they'll be able to get those extra points real quick <laughs>
2: They might be able to. Yeah, they might not know, they might not know. Tell me of, its real name. That can be the that can be the one. If you okay. can tell me what it's actually called.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at your model now. Uh, the Votan one. It looks fantastic. I'm very excited to see what my shadow sun looks like. <laughs> and then I'll take it and then I've I've seen it happen before. It's the same thing that's happening with my devil fish is I'll have it on the board and people come up and go, "Oh wow, look at this." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it took me ages." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they don't They don't really look at the models I painted. But in saying that, yes, I'm waiting for a uh, shadow sun. Thank you very much, Ollie. And uh, another friend is painting a Thousand Suns rhino for me. So I haven't really been doing much, I'm going to be honest, since we last spoke. However, have been digging into what we will be talking about later, um, the what would you call it, the theme of the episode? The The talking point? The crux
0: of the matter. Mm, the crux of the matter. Mm. Very good. So, basically, to sum up your week, you've been waiting on other people to do your painting for you.
1: Absolutely. I'm a very good coordinator slash okay. delegator. Oh, yes. And, uh, Jum, what have you been <laughs> up to?
0: <laughs> I would have segued myself, I'm sure. I have been building this week. I've had some good fun with the Knights. Deathwing knights and actually magnetizing, doing some magnetizing, which mm. normally I hate, but I've actually been having a good run of it mainly because the knight master has a big old mace and also a big old greatsword. I don't really care about WYSIWYG to be fair. I just think that they're both really cool looking and I didn't want to compromise. So I did them both. So I'll paint them both. Por no los dos? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that's about it. Just building, building. I um, like to do that when I'm in those, you know, big meetings those it's online meetings where it's mic off, camera off. So I'm I'm working, but am I working? Yeah, I just it's efficient.
1: Um, I don't have big meetings anymore. <laughs> I just have big days off.
0: When you should be painting.
1: I know. No, that's fine. I'm good at building. Well, I mean, it's not the hardest part of it. However,
0: it's time consuming. Come on.
1: Yeah, it is Mm -hmm. time consuming, but I know, Hey, this is as good as it's going to get. Whereas with painting, I get too finicky. I shouldn't be, I should just Mm. slap it on and then, you know, tidy up later. It's, I think it's, can relate to any form of creativity. You just get so stressed about not getting it perfect in the first go that what's the term? Uh, you sacrifice something good in the
2: pursuit of perfection despite well, the face
0: uh, well that's that is Not a saying as, that is a saying as well um, <laughs> the one yeah don't let perfect be the enemy of good ah yes yeah. that's so much uh, more eloquent uh, mm, which is what I say um oh about everything and you made life. it up as well I also <laughs> I, that's what I say actually no and I, I made it up <laughs> I've said it. Anytime I get asked about anything that I do, I say, oh, I can't let perfect be the enemy of good. And on that note, good. Let's do some news. Let's sink our teeth in. That's our new thing. I've
1: decided to do radio <laughs> sound bites this episode and I'm immediately sorry, but I'm also not.
0: But also you've now committed to it. So too bad.
1: Just for this one. You're in. Okay,
0: perfect. Let's sink our teeth into the news, which is a wonderful pun because we got... Crute hounds.
1: We did. More crute. Every week it's crute.
0: They did tell Have us. Have
1: we reached the extra 50%
0: yet? No, I don't think so because they did say there was more. But on that note, they did say there was more. So not surprising we're getting crute. So this is the you know the classic curse of the podcast. These were released the day we recorded the last pod. We didn't talk about them then, so we're going to talk about them now. So they are the Crute Hounds. So this is apparently the last of the original Crute models that were launched with the original 2001 Tau Codex to now be re-released. The other ones being the Shapers and the Crutox. And now we've got the little Houndy Boys. They're back. Now we did get a first glimpse of the Crute Hounds in the Fastalker Kinband Kill Team box a little while ago. That was more of a companion model. I think there was just one of them in that box akin to, you know, some of those Imperial Navy doggos that they have, the cyber dogs and stuff like that, you know, dogging around doing dog stuff. Now we got a whole squad of them, right? So basically they're meant to be fast and they're meant to be vicious. They've got a few tricks up their sleeves. It's all about getting up the board and doing work. So the first one is called the loping pounce. So basically at the start of your command phase, if this unit is within six inches of one or more friendly crewed infantry until the end of the turn, the unit is eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which it advanced, right? Classic advance and charge vibes, Mm. right? Obviously, you've got to keep up with it, with another crewed model. The other thing which is really cool about these guys because they took it away from a lot of other models is that they actually get a objective control characteristic of one if they're within 12 of another, of a crewed character. Oh, okay. so one of the shapers. It's not often you're going to be sending crude squads in without a character anyway. Mm. But that I think is an absolute, you know, win considering yeah. that some of those, you know, scarabs and uh... like wolves yeah, wolves.
2: Okay. You've got the biovore, yeah, biovore mines. Um, a whole bunch of them. Yeah, so yeah, that, they're they're pretty good.
0: They all lost their objective control ability, you know, because I guess they were kind of saying, well, you can't send some doggos up to to control an objective, but these guys can because they're not doggos, they're bird boys. They're bird boy, doggo boys. As long as they've got a bird boy standing man with them, they can take an objective, which I think is really, really good.
1: There is a lot that seems to be going on in their genetic code, like anything in Warhammer.
0: Well, Ollie, are these guys also just an offshoot of the crew? Like... Are the doggos, yeah, are. the Crutemen and the Crutox, they all the same thing?
2: I think they're all basically the same species. It just makes me laugh that they're all like bird dogs and just makes me think that they one of the designers at GW spent way too much time with a physiotherapist. And I'd know because I am one.
0: A GW designer? Mm-hmm.
2: Doing bird dog exercises all day.
0: Oh, I was that's like,
2: what's a bird that's dog? <laughs> that's for all our physio listeners out there.
1: I'm if this this pod none. wasn't niche enough <laughs>
0: if we have to bring out the Venn diagrams again that's going to be the end
1: of I us. can tell you right now Jum and I do not stretch enough to know that, let alone at all
0: so what do we think of these sculpts ollie
2: I really like these guys. Um, They've got a lot of really interesting uh, different kinds of textures on the model. Um, Because they're a dog, obviously, they're going to have some pretty dynamic posing, which means that you can set the scene a little bit more when uh, you're building them as a model or if you're putting them into something like a diorama. They've got sort of fleshy tones, a little bit of scaly, thick, leathery skin, um, as well as a sort of bony beak texture and, and if you've seen any of the crude that people manage to to put together, you can do so many interesting things with them, you know, taking notes from from birds, from lizards all those sorts of things um, and you can really make some unique things and the best part about the crute is obviously in their lore they absorb the genetic material of things around them so you can pretty much paint them however you like um, and it will be accurate in inverted commas.
0: James, what do you think?
1: Well, I'm digging the models. I've seen some with leather vests and I'm digging that look. Uh, I think it would just add a bit more to them. And GW have posed a question on the Warhammer Instagram. Caption is on the announcement of them. They're just trying to make friends. What pet names would you give them? So why don't we try and think of a pet name each? I know I've thrown this on you last minute.
0: I'm just going to go with Polly.
1: Polly. Oh, Polly's so cute.
2: Ollie, Polly what do you think about Polly? Oh, I I like I like Polly. Polly the parrot Croot. Oh yeah.
0: You don't get parrot. away with not coming up with your own name though. You can't just take oh. mine. Nibbles. Oh Nibbles.
1: Mm. Mm. Croot rat. It's like root rat, but it's Croot rat. <laughs> root uh, rat is an Australian
0: expression. <laughs> what what's really indicative of my um Life circumstances that I went to Bluey. when mm. um, there's an episode where their dad um, asks for a chicken rat egg. So that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Not root rat, but chicken rat. So we're all on our own journeys yeah. and that's okay.
1: But anyway, yeah, dig these models. <laughs> I'm excited to see the rest. And I mean, with the, what is it, plus one with a crew character, there is a particular crew character that was also announced, but I don't think... You'd be pushing them up the board
0: too far. I think it's the opposite. I think you would be. Oh, you would be? That's the whole point. I thought it was yeah. a little snip snip, a little sniper. No, he's a scouty boy. So oh, you're obviously, obviously talking about the Crute trail shaper. Ah, oh, so, it literally is called a trail shaper. Yeah. Yeah. So look, let, let the words of GW explain it. They say <laughs> trail shapers are responsible for the overall plan of attack. As their name suggests, they prepare the battlefield for their army's arrival by picking out routes for infiltration. There you go, route rat. Identifying advantageous terrain and choosing how their forces will fight. They're um, a scout unit, essentially, yeah. So sneaky, scouty, advancey style guy. Um, kind of going in with Space Marine scout types. Um, they've got a scout move, which I'm fairly certain most of the crew have a cheeky little scout move but also they're built around adding that functionality to your other models. So I'm actually getting really big Raven Guard vibes from this guy and what he does, like especially Raven Guard from 9th edition. So his uh, ability is called Cruit Ambush. So after you've deployed your armies and determined who goes first, you can redeploy this model's unit and one other friendly Cruit unit. So when you're doing that, you can put them in strategic reserve if you want regardless of of how many units you have in strategic reserve so it gives you extra options there not forgetting that they also have a scout move so you're moving you're redeploying and then you're also being able to move scout move so it's about getting those units up the board which is where you're going to want them most of the time the other thing that they have is a trail finding so this now makes me feel like that Um, new Space Marine Lieutenant with the combi bolter, with the combi weapon. So once per turn, when your enemy ends a normal or advance or fallback move within nine inches of this model um, and you're not within engagement range, you can make a normal move up to D6. So again, you can get up, you can get in people's faces and when they get too close to you, you can move away, making that charge a little bit harder.
1: I feel a lot of these movements that have been dished out has been trying to make up for the tower rules in eighth edition where if you, you had- moved that was it you were done but you got heavily rewarded for just
0: sitting still and
1: sitting shooting. still <laughs> sitting still and shooting and everyone's like this is boring i hate playing them i hate playing against them and then they went well now we're just gonna make you move and then in ninth i think they what was it made it tower a bit op with cow yun and montcar but at least it got us moving up the board and then I don't know, I think maybe a lot of rules will be put into the Crute so you could make a hybrid army of Crute and Tau, True Tau, I'll call them, and have a nice blend, a nice mix.
2: Some holding back, some moving forward. I think that um, one of the most interesting things is what you're alluding to is that they seem to be backfilling a lot of the things that the Tau army currently lacks, especially with the current unit roster. So... As Jum was saying, the presence of having a scout move in addition to a reactive move and a redeploy, a sort of that suite of, I guess, abilities that the Raven Guard used to have, which intent to become really, really good. So if there's a particular crew unit that they might release and show us, which would be interesting, that has infiltrate as well, it will mean that you'll have a unit really similar to Space Marine Scouts, which on paper don't look like they're the best unit out there but the way that you can manipulate the beginning of the game the way that you can screen things with a scout move and an infiltrate move and then also depending on the timing of the ability react and remove your guys out of harm's way at the beginning of a game is a really interesting way to play so what it means is that for tau, you're gonna have a lot more tools in your toolbox and um the skill ceiling in my opinion of the army will be higher because you'll have a lot of movement shenanigans you can do and you can really mess with your opponent and screen which is really important for tower two who are obviously shooting heavy giving them crude hounds where they can get a bunch of doggos up up in your face and maybe stop a big hurty melee unit like you're in my deathwing knights that sticks um uh, but yeah they should be really useful and really cool mm. more towel
1: in the towel box
0: You've got a towel box and you didn't tell me? Uh, I didn't tell you. Oh, that's the sound of the towel from the towel box. We can do this the rest of the pod, actually. But we won't. We're going to move on to the next bit of news, which is the next novel in the Dawn of Fire series, The Hand of Abaddon. Oliver, you've read these books. I've not read these books. Can you give us just like a brief overview of what this is about?
1: Just quickly, is it Abaddon or Abaddon? Ollie. Abaddon. All right. I think you may proceed.
0: <laughs> Did I say Abaddon?
1: You said a bad one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've gone off the rails.
2: Abaddon. Abaddon? Abaddon. So the Dawn of Fire series um, is essentially uh, a book series that they wrote chronicling the opening of the Indominus Crusade. And if you're not sure what the Indominus Crusade is, it's essentially the taking back of the stars that the Primarch, Robote Gilliman is doing after the universe split in the sort of current timeline. So the Sicatrix Melodictum, and he's sort of taking back all of the planets and trying to, to save humanity from the brink after Abaddon's Thirteenth Black Crusade, and um, and and Gilliman
1: was the prime up for the Ultramarines. Yes, that's uh, for Matt our audience.
2: Ward's favourite chapter. So this book would be the seventh, no, eighth, I believe, book and in the and penultimate, and penultimate meaning second last. That's, um, that is correct. Yes, I only learned that recently, interestingly. I always thought it meant like the most. Apparently, it's like second most. Anyway, um, it's it's interesting because it's the second book written by an author called Nick Keim, who was known for the Salamanders books, um, which some people love, some people don't. That's okay. Um, I quite enjoyed the first uh, entry of his in this series. It was really interesting about a lot of really... Um, it's about nighthouses and some really cool characters and sort of went into uh, some really interesting characterizations of some space marines and things like that, sort of made them feel a little bit more human, which is pretty cool. So the book was enjoyable. It's called The Iron Kingdom. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend you do. And the other really interesting thing about the book is that it's got uh, a Votan character on it looks like maybe a Carl, which I think is their leader type character. I'm, I'm not too sure, but it's the first time I've seen a, a Votan character in any of the literature, which is fascinating. Do you guys aware of any Votan in the books?
0: Well, this is what intrigues. No he's done it again. I've he's, done it. he's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is what intrigues me the most about this one as well because I have a small Votan force. I think they're really cool. I was super into space dwarves slash squats, if you want to be space racist, spacist. Oh. He's done it. Yeah. But, yeah, there's actually there's not a lot of lore that exists outside of kind of the Codex and the official GW stuff. And, yeah, as far as I'm aware, there is no novelization of anything. So, yeah, this might be our first glimpse or we might be getting our hopes up and it might be a very, you know, supporting character that doesn't do much. I haven't really. I don't really know <laughs> oh, much about okay. the
1: Botan. I just, <laughs> I liked your model from before, Ollie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's all i got
2: (laughs) i'm really uh interested in seeing how they introduce the character into the series uh mainly because the votan have allegedly existed forever essentially living in the core of the milky way and It'll be very interesting to see how they either call them back and say, oh, yes, they've been here all along but just miraculously have never been mentioned in the hundreds of books that we've already written. Or if they present it more as, oh, this new faction's come from the core worlds and they are, you know, we don't know much about them but they're willing to work for us. They're also kind of weirdly human and they also have bolters. It's kind of strange. It'll be very interesting to see how that interaction goes because I think... When the Votan first came out, that was sort of like the head scratcher. How do they interact with the Imperium? How do they know each other? How long have they known each other? And now we'll
0: find out. Because, yeah, they are, you know, descended from humans, but they also have naughty technology. They've okay. got they've got chat GPT and they're not allowed to have that because AI was banned by the Imperium oh. because of the men of Iron. Oh. Um is all very topical it is super topical (laughs) um but yeah look i i almost predict that they're going to do the other way they're just going to bring a character in and then just kind of gloss over the rest of that that's just my feeling but hopefully they do actually put something in place because they're a good army and you can put some good lore around them so we'll wait and see so that's coming out um a bit later on this year like we said it's the second last book in the series. Ollie, is it going to culminate in something? Is there a big ending coming? So
2: it seems as though they're starting to string together a, a big evil chaos plot that was set up in the first few books. Um,
0: is this separate to the Arcs of Omen stuff?
2: Yes, it's separate to the Arcs of Omen. It's, it's separate kind of to the uh, 13th Great Crusade. Um, it's loosely associated with... Abaddon and what he's doing, uh, hence the hand of Abaddon, but he's doing something else. He's got his own little plan and he's trying to put together some secret super weapon, which is quite unknown um, at this point. Also, it seems as though they're starting to bring together a lot of characters. So in the little excerpt, they referenced about three or four separate characters that came up from a whole bunch of different books and they're really starting to get them
0: to come to a bit of a figurehead now. There you go, buckle up. Buckaroos.
2: It's going to be a Death Star,
1: isn't it? It's
0: <laughs> If it's Warhammer, it's going to be a Warp Death Star. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Ooh, yes. A, a Chaos death star, death, star mm. death star. Because
0: we're not going to go down that road, but in the Arcs of Omen, they literally took like a Warp mirrored planet of Caliban and then just sucked it back into the Warp. So anything is possible. But we're going to move on from that, uh, VOTAN or not, to another piece of news which I found a little bit hilarious looks like we are going to be getting a warhammer 40k and call of duty crossover which i know is something that we've all been asking for forever
1: (laughs) i think it's a good way to know you've made it it's like being parodied by weird al yankovic it's like hey they want a skin of our thing on Fortnite or call of duty so i guess we've made it
0: look i'll you know i'll pay that So a little bit of background to this one. So it was actually kind of reported first, like in mid-January. So I've um, done some researching and this comes via IGN. So some data miners discovered some artwork in, you know, one of the Call of Duty releases. So it was artwork for Dark Angels, Generic Space Marines, Sisters of Battle. Um, So the data miners, uh, I'll give them a little shout out here, you know, um, because we've always got to pay our respects Mm. Uh, so it's at cod warfare forum at semtex leaks and at and at fumo leaks mark one they also found code and lines of code that indicated that there was 40k style bosses and also reference to a chainsaw. now i don't play call of duty i don't know if you guys play call of duty i mean i remember knives Mm -hmm. but if you got a chainsaw, then there you go But more recently, just a couple, you know, kind of like a week or so ago, another data miner, um, the office, the office cod, is their name, um, actually mined up some videos of these skins. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen these. They're doing the rounds on Twitter and stuff. It's it's the animations of the Call of Duty operators, but they've just got either a, a Blood Angel or a Ultramarine skin on top of them. Look. If you watch them, they're quite hilarious because in one of them, the guy's actually smoking a cigarette, cool. you know, through his helmet and then out. And <laughs> can then, do you know, what you can do. They're, they're just doing, you know, Call of Duty uh-huh. stuff. So hopefully they're just, you know, pre-release or they'll they'll do something different with that. But, like, this is all but confirmed. Big guy, big armour. It looks like it's going to be for the Juggernaut killstreak, which is apparently when you get a big mm-hmm. guy in big armour with a big gun.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, which, I remember this. Which
0: sounds just like a space marine. Yeah. So, look, this is coming, apparently, probably in the next season of However This Works. Mm. Um, We're going to try and get the next generation of aggressive, maladjusted teenagers into Warhammer. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's get (laughs) them. Get them and round them all up.
0: (laughs) Start them young. Bring them in.
1: Just turn your headset off. Turn off, um, what is it, chat, and you'll be fine.
0: I I suck at that game.
1: Oh same. I just, it's like yeah, so do I. Yeah. I mean, it's just on PC especially, console, I think I have a chance, but on PC it's nearly impossible. Just some of kids' reflexes. If there's a genuine war in the future, <laughs> they need to wrangle them kiddos. I'm gonna be ooh, I'm gonna be standing behind them <laughs> parking orders. Like you said,
0: management. 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 What
1: about management? Coordination. Delegation of duty. Mm, Correct.
0: But look, I think the kind of the the key takeaway here is that this is just another spoke in the wheel that is Games Workshop's, you know, kind of last few years um, increase in their licensing. Mm. And, you know, pushing their brand out, doing more collaborations, like taking it from just like Warhammer being Warhammer to Warhammer kind of infiltrating, you know, kind of more mainstream stuff. Because regardless of what anyone thinks and of how much we love the hobby, it's not mainstream. No,
1: Um, It got mentioned in... uh is it Sex Education? There was a kid who was head of yes. the Warhammer Society. Warhammer Tom. And then I was like, hey, 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 I, hey, we, this show gets me.
0: <laughs>
1: We've made it. We've made it, guys. We've done it.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, buckle up. Get ready for that. Um, I think All of Duty Warzone is actually free.
1: Yeah, it's free, play. just no. not storage-wise. It's I can't remember last time. It's large. It's over 200 gig or something obscene on the Xbox. Uh, and then there's all these updates. It's pretty amazing, but, yeah, just, oh, oh it's a big one.
0: But now you can be shot at and killed while you look like a space marine as opposed to whatever else you used to look like. So that's a <laughs> win all around in my book. All right, finally, we're just going to wrap up the news with a new segment called What's Being Released Now? Um, which <laughs> <laughs> Asterix. <laughs> Exactly. So it is pretty much, it does what it says on the tin, what's being released now. So over the last couple of weeks, we've had some 40K, you know, pre-orders go up. I'm just going to go through the list. The Captain and Terminator armor from the Leviathan box. This is the multi-pose, multi-option model, as opposed to the monopose push bit. We've also got a, interestingly enough, new box called the Heroes of the Chapter, which contains the Stern Guard and the Apothecary Biologist, as opposed to them being individual interesting but that's how it is we've got the ever popular Ballistus dread which people are loving i'm loving it's been doing really well for me on the tabletop we've got the infernus marines with their pie blasters which are just kind of like a souped up flamer they're pretty good elsewhere we've got the space marine scouts and the blades of cane which came out of that kill team box have now been separated as is tradition I know the scouts are getting a lot of Space Marine players excited and there's 10 in that box. So you can basically build two squads, which is really cool. Also, big Dark Angels releases, right? So the Dark Angels Codex, that's going up this Saturday for people who are listening um, when this comes out. There's going to be two types of codexes, the codex codex and the special edition codex, not to be confused with the special special edition codex, which came out in the Dark Angels box, which is different. Um, we're also getting Asmodai, the interrogator chaplain, Belial, the uh, master of the Deathwing, as well as those inner circle companions. This is the first time you can get your hands on them. They weren't in that box. And then we've got the Deathwing Knights. And then just the other, you know, associated things. So the upgrade sprues, the dice, the data cards, all the little bitties and pieces. Mm, little bitties, little bitties, little pieces. I'm just pausing for a second as someone clip clops in their clogs <laughs> outside the. Window. We're
1: very diverse here in Australia. <laughs> Someone's just clipping and clopping about. Yes, yeah,
0: sh- throw another shrimp on your barbie. <laughs> That's awful. So yeah, just all the associated little bits and pieces. For the Dark Angels, but guys, the dreaded Asterisk appears. All of those Dark Angels releases, they've been delayed in Australia and New Zealand. Um, there's no indication on the Warcom of when they're gonna come, but they've been delayed, which is a real bummer because both Ollie and I are both Dark Angels players, and those companions look pretty cool. So
1: Ollie, not to rub it in your he face, is. but what were you most excited about that you're now not getting for a while? Asterix. Oh. <laughs>
2: You wound me with your asterix talk. Um, you won't be wounding with really these models though. For the for the uh, Deathwing companions, I, I thought they are probably some of the coolest Space Marine models that they've released in a really long time. That really capture the aesthetic of the faction plus they look like there's heaps of different options to build in the box so it just looks like it'd be a really fun kit to work with lots of potential for throwing those pieces around a whole bunch of other models as well so you know peppering them through your other squads as you go look like the app it'll be an absolute treasure trove of a kit
1: Mm. well just gives you more time to paint my shadow son Jum, what about you what model are you excited (laughs) about not getting anytime soon
0: sorry do you have a dog Yes,
1: she okay. was just barking. so it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a damn frog again. <laughs> Welcome back to Frogs and Dogs. <laughs> this is now a Frog and Dog cast.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, three, two, one. You what? You don't want me? To, you just want me to keep going?
1: Yeah, if we got stuff, it's good stuff. Just keep going through it. But you can three, two, one. Now we keep this in
0: one, two, three. I will
1: decide tomorrow when I edit. <laughs> the power is mine.
0: I'm not actually too disappointed in any delays. I've got way too many models to deal with as it is. And to be fair, the companions, I've actually got some of those blade guard that can just act as a proxy just to try them out because they're the ones that came with the lion in that lion's guard box. They're just normal blade guard, but you can play them as, you know, those guys. Um, If you're playing casually, I'm actually looking really deeply and soulfully at the scouts Um, because they're really good at the minute. They do some good work and they've gone up in points, but I think they're still really good. So maybe I'll look at getting those.
1: So what, what do the scouts do that are so enticing?
0: So they are relatively cheap. They've still got two wounds. They've got pretty good loadout. They've got infiltrate and scout. So... Basically, you can literally stick them wherever you want. Um, I think their special rule is that you can remove them from the board as well at the end of your opponent's turn and put them back into deep strike.
1: Or, I'll at least giving you a nod. That's all clear. Yeah. In
0: the ever famous visual medium of podcasts. Um, so just a, a unit that you can kind of zip around, do some stuff and then, you know, kind of suck them back up. Suck it up if you, if you want to. And I think they're really cool. And this, they're scouts. And for me as a Raven Guard player, it's just a cool aesthetic, you know, the Raven Guard scouts. Because unlike other Space Marine chapters, their scouts are normally made up of the veterans of the chapter as opposed to the, the noviciates. Is that how you'd say that? Novitiates? Yeah.
2: Novitiates is the – oh, the novitiates I think are the, the sisters of battle ones i think it's the uh, ne- neophytes yeah neophytes that's it oh. you know it's interesting too space wolves use their veterans as scouts also which means that our second chapters are also of good taste
0: jump great minds i, I need to get out of the the humanoid i need to do something different <laughs>
1: like me <laughs> but all i do is tow to- 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 to. but
0: yeah so look lots of models coming up um to spend all of your money on. I've actually still got some vouchers from Christmas.
1: I still have to use my voucher. Oh,
0: get aboard. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. Um, for anyone listening in Australia, Gap Games is actually having a extra sale on this February. We're not sponsored by them or anything, but they just always help me out and get me what I need in the most efficient manner possible. So extra 5% off GW stuff and they already do a 21% discount. So if my math is correct, and it always is, that equals 26%. Fantastic. I can't help. Wow. Was that not the biggest news week that we've ever done in the- (laughs) Three weeks. The massive history of this (laughs) podcast. A lot of news, guys. Like, a lot of news.
1: Yes, we might have to do our topic. Next week? Because it's, it's going to be a big one.
0: It's going to be a big one. Um, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Henry Cavill um, and Amazon <laughs> and the Warhammer universe and all the things that they could be doing. Yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be juicy. A bit
1: nerdy, a bit of fan casting, a bit um, of what we want to see, maybe practically what we're going to see. I think that's what I'll dive into. But we can do some, like, fantasy as in – oh, actually, not fantasy, uh, 40K uh, – <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to treat it like it's real. Yeah, yes.
1: Just say we had unlimited budget, which to be fair, Amazon do.
0: I've seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I've seen thing, Rings of Power. Like, say so what you
1: want about it. That thing cost a lot. And yeah. I, I think it looked really good um, production-wise. Just some creative choices. It's like, ah, okay.
0: But yeah, so we're, we're going to cover that um, on the next pod because no one wants to sit around any longer than they absolutely have to and listen to the three of us because <laughs> that is most certainly the Emperor's truth. And the frog. And the dog. And the dog. Oh, this is Dr. Seuss podcast now. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Adeptus Frogs, Dogs, <laughs> and Automobiles, the Dr. Seuss podcast. But, no, in all seriousness, we're going to cover that next week. But before we go, guys, I'm going to ask each of you a very important question, and this came up on Walcom just the other day. And you know what? I've heard this a lot and i only know about five people who play warhammer um, <laughs> and that is do you drill your barrels uh when you're putting your models together so Oli, i'm going to start with you do you drill your barrels or don't you drill your barrels and why what, what do you think John? i reckon you do you're one of the, you you look like a barrel driller
2: i love i love a drill barrel it's uh it's the best i just love, love drilling now i um i figure if i'm going to spend an hour or more painting a model and trying to make it look as good as I possibly can. I can get out a little pin vice and I can spend 30 seconds drilling out the barrel to get a better look. It also means it's easier for me to make it actually look like a gun barrel when I paint it. But if I'm doing a super fast like army, so like what I did with my Imperial guard where I paint them really fast, nah, couldn't be bothered.
0: Can I just throw back to you saying if I'm spending an hour or more, I'll spend an hour or more not doing anything, just looking at and trying to figure out how to do it. Hour or more <laughs> on a model. This guy. Okay, great. So you're in uh, hook, line, and sinker, James. You've got not space. Mar- well, you do have chaos space marines, but for your not space marines, those tail guns are like rail guns. They're little guns. You yeah, them barrels? some of them.
1: Some of them kind of have barrels, but how they're modeled anyway is kind of to make that plasma look come out of it as well. Oh, is that the shadow sun? Did you put little holes in it?
2: No, it came that way.
0: (laughs) Once again, for the awesome visual medium that is podcasting, Ollie is holding up shadow sun.
1: Ollie, speak to us. Describe what you see.
2: (laughs) Describe what is happening. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the but, 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 but barrels yes. are
0: sculpted or pre-molded <laughs> yes. into Shadow Sun, Yes, pre-molded <laughs> okay. is what I was trying to say. Yeah.
1: For a lot of the rifles, yes, they are pre-molded. But with the Thousand Suns, a lot of them have... Oh, it's like a demon face over... Especially on the Warp Flamers. Oh, yeah, Which I absolutely love. It just looks so metal. Yeah, a lot of them just have the... It's like a mouth, essentially, that you're shooting out of. So... Absolutely love that sculpt. I think that's why I went with a Chaos look because it's just an edgier Space Marine where, don't get me wrong, love the look of Space Marines. It's the foundation of 40K. However, if I was going to do something a bit different, a bit rock and roll, as I saw you put up the the Demon Horns when I said it looks metal. I was like, yeah, let's do something really weird and different. So, yeah, um, I don't drill. Is the answer to the question. He's drillless. <laughs> I'm drillless.
0: Well, that leaves me.
1: Oh, God, we did it again. <laughs> that, that leaves me. Thanks,
0: everyone. Um, I drilled once and I got the barrel off center and it just did my absolute head in. I was probably trying to rush. I should probably try it again. But then also, I do that thing where I lie to myself and I say, no, 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 I don't need I saw that thing where the guy got a tiny bit of like plastic tube. And he stuck it on the bolter to make it look like a um like a silencer on your on your infiltrators yeah. or something like that. I'm like, you yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, no, it's gotta be sick. I don't do that. I've never done that. So yeah, drilled once, got it wrong, and I've been too afraid to go again. So
1: I know a guy who can help me out, mate.
0: Is it Ollie? Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> you looking to drill? Yeah, I know a guy.
2: I find that if you get it slightly off center, you can just get your little um, X Acto knife or your little scalpel and just sort of carve it out a little bit till it looks even. Might not look perfect, but by the time it's got black primer on it, you'll never see it anyway.
0: I find that you just got to mind your own business. <laughs> no, but that, but, like but, to, no, but you. But to also, please like drill, drill for me. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately,
1: sorry, please drill for me.
0: Um, I actually. Um, anecdotally bought a pin vice like powered like battery powered drill off timu i thought yeah this is going to be this is going to be real good it was an awful idea the torque is like the rpm is way too high it literally just rips models out of your hands so don't do that if you're going to do it you got to buy an actual proper hobby one and you can get them in their um their low speed high torque so they actually do the job properly ollie you've probably got one
2: a really good one is called a, a wow stick, which was the uh, wow. first time I saw it was from Ninjon. It's just literally one word, wow stick, and it's unreal. It's just a little pen thing with some tungsten, I think, hardened drill tips, and it, it works a treat. It goes a bit quick, but as long as you don't push too hard, it's it's unreal.
0: But on the topic of just the tip, that is all <laughs> we have time for today yes, in started. this episode. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening and coming back and listening again. And like we said, next week, we are probably going to just breeze through the news because we're going to talk ad nauseum about Henry Cavill, Amazon, Warhammer coming to big, small, medium screens. If you've got a CRT television. Probably Apple
1: Watch by then. Maybe
0: a four, not on Apple, Amazon Watch.
1: Yeah. Well, there'll be, oh, there'll be an Amazon Watch 440K. <laughs> They'll make one.
0: They'll do it. <laughs> um, it's exciting stuff. So we're going to talk about that next week at length. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, as always, you can get hold of us at adeptusastralispod at gmail.com. Um, please, someone get hold of us. Anyone. I don't even get spam in that in that email <laughs> inbox. So just, just write to us. There's a there's someone who listens to this podcast in Belgium. Please write in. Tell us who <laughs> you are. Tell us what this is about. Tell us why you keep coming back. <laughs> you don't have to
1: tell us who you are.
0: <laughs> we we'd love to hear about this. Unless it's someone using a VPN, in which case don't break my heart in no, that way. No, yeah, pretend. <laughs> but otherwise, you can always keep abreast of what we're doing on our Instagram. It's adeptus underscore australis on Instagram. Ollie, where are you on Instagram? It's the
2: the eight, so T H E underscore A E T T. It's a good place. Lots of hobby times. Lots
0: of hobby times. Uh, you can find me at dice cartel underscore because I'm Angie, so it's at the end where I also attempt to put up what I'm doing. And it doesn't happen that often. James, what
1: are, you, what are you on the Instagram? No, I'll just like, I don't know, shout out the eight again when my shadow sun goes up. <laughs> just tag him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: But that's it. that's it, that's the podcast, that's the week. Don't forget to also leave us a review or five of the greatest stars you could ever conjure on your podcast um, streamer of choice. It really does help. It really gets the algorithm juiced up with the power of the warp and it gets us out there and going. See you all next time and until then, roll hard, paint bravely.